Reading numbers. We're getting near the end. In the summer of 2019, by the time you hear this one, I'm gone from Kitchener and gone from Trinity. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Command the children of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land, Canaan, this is the land that will fall to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan by its borders. The Negev limit will be for you from the wilderness of sin alongside Adam. The Negev border will be for you from the edge of the sea assault on the east. The border will then turn for you from the Negev side of the Scorpions Pass, crossing on to Tzin. Its outer lines will be from the Negev side of Kadash Barnea, then going on to Hatsar Adar and crossing on to Atzman. The border will then turn from Atzman toward the Wadi of Egypt. Its outer lines will be at the sea. As the seaward border will be for you, the great sea and its own border, this will be for you the seaward border, and this will be for you the northern border. From the great sea you are to mark yourselves a line to Hill's Hill. From Hill's Hill you are to mark going to Hamat, and the outer lines of the border shall be at Zedad. Then the border will go out to Ziphron, its outer lines will be Hatsar Ainan. This will be for you the northern border. And you are to mark for yourselves for the border eastward from Hatsar Ainan to Shafam. And the border will go down from Shepham to Rivla on the east Ion, the spring. Then the border will go down and brush the shoulder of the Sea of Kinneret, eastward. Then the border will go down along the Jordan. Its outer lines will be the Sea of Salt. This will be for you the land and all its borders round about. So Moshe commanded the children of Israel, saying, This is the land for which you are to arrange inheritance by lot, that Yahweh commanded to be given to the nine tribes and to the half-tribe. For the tribe of the sons of Reubenites, according to their father's house, and the tribe of the sons of the Gadites, according to their father's house, and half of the tribe of Manasseh, have already taken their inheritance. Two tribes and a half-tribe have taken their inheritance across from Jordan-Jericho, eastward toward sunrise. Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, These are the names of the men that will arrange for your inheritance of the land, Eliezer the priest, and Yehoshua son of Nun, and one leader, one leader per tribe you are to take for arranging inheritance of the land. And these are the names of the men. Of the tribe of Yehuda, Caleb, son of Yehune. Of the tribe of the sons of Shimon, Shemuel, son of Amahud. Of the tribe of Benjamin, Eladad, son of Kislan. Of the tribe of the sons of Dan, Leader, Boki, son of Yogli. Of the sons of Yosef, of the tribes of the son of 
Manashe, leader, Haniel, son of Ephod, of the tribe of the sons of Ephraim, leader, Kemiel, son of Shiftan, of the tribe of the sons of Zebulun, leader, Elitzaphan, son of Parnach, of the tribe of the sons of Yissachar, leader, Paltiel, son of Azan, of the tribe of the sons of Asher, Ahihud, son of Shalomi, of the tribe of the sons of Naphtali, leader, Pedael, son of Amahud. These are they whom Yahweh commanded to parcel out inheritance for the children of Israel in the land of Canaan. So ends chapter 34 with the enumeration of the next generation of leaders plus Caleb and Jehoshua. Numbered footnotes, week seven, balanced equities. Monday, chapter 34, tribal turf. Chapter 34, the same editorial voice recaps the plan. Reviewing geographic boundaries or perimeter of the homeland into which the people will enter. With a footnote about the two and a half tribes across the Jordan. Eliezer and Joshua will lead. Twelve representatives, starting with Caleb, participate in the allotment within that common perimeter. And these adjudicate equities amongst the tribes. Start from the southern Negev, from Edom and Aqaba, to the west, skirting Egypt. Run up along the shore of the Mediterranean, cut in at Mount Hor, then cutting ambiguously toward the east side of the Sea of Chenereth, also known as Galilee and later Tiberias, then more clearly along the Jordan to the Dead Sea. Within that perimeter is the apportionment or the allotment for the remaining tribes. In our generations, this can be read as an expansionist claim by the state of Israel and its allies, to be resisted by Palestinians and theirs. The tradition reads it as a frame, anticipating the future fortunes of each ancestral house. With the maid's sons allocated the marginal frontiers, never fairly held. Joseph's sons and Benjamin, sons of Rahab, centered in the future Judea or Judah, and Leah's sons, populating Israel and Simeon and Reuben, down into the Negev. These allotments will be realized, then lost, through the later books of former prophets we call histories. Here the stage is set for the dramas to follow, with a perimeter marked. Perhaps David and Solomon aspired to some control over all of this. But in less than a century, that ambition was broken, and the divided kingdoms never enjoyed exclusive occupancy without neighbors interspersed in tribes amongst them. Our own imperial and colonial context has shaped our reading of the claims to the promised land and the relationships to the people of the land. Our modern experiment of nation-states tried to parcel out the whole globe in ways that will not hold, and then to decolonize into adjoining nation-states with the myth of sovereignty and free, uncoerced, multilateral agreements amongst them. Dream on. 
If we read Torah with the Talmudic traditions, we can learn a lot about equities amongst ourselves and the coexistence with neighbors. If we read some kind of determinist protections of hegemony of one religious people preferred by God over and against others, rather than a witness to the nations from amongst them, unholy alliances will follow with secular imperial forces, currently the dominant public narrative about Israel and America. What if the stage is set, the representatives of the ancestral houses are named, and we are ready to unfold the next story's next chapters? If our national denomination names its regions and its presiding officers to represent them, does it follow that we have a plot to dominate Canada? Well, yes, as we first organized from 1905 to 1925, we did tend to imagine becoming a national church. If we are reimagining ourselves as a people, after barely a century as the United Church, and we are repenting of our assimilationist abuses of power, how much more has the meaning of the people claiming a promised land here changed in meaning from 1200 BCE to Solomon and David about 1000 to 900 BCE, divided kingdoms falling to Assyria about 750 BCE, and to Babylon about 600 BCE, before this edition was written sometime after 500 BCE. This is like Chaucer being rewritten through Shakespeare, through romantics, into some kind of graphic novel. What word do you have?